Buongiorno tutti. This is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale coming to you from the International Christian Fellowship of Rome. I want to welcome you to our service wherever you're watching from today. I believe the Lord brought our past together for such a time as this. Today, a message for you. So lean in and hear what the Lord has to say in this service. God bless you. Hallelujah. I'm so, so happy to see you. I'm so, so happy to see you. Let's lift our hands for a minute. Father, we invite your presence into this place right now. It's already here. We've already felt it. We've worshiped at your feet, and we've celebrated that you have redeemed our lives and healed our hearts and saved our soul. And so now, Lord God, let your anointing fall upon the hearers and the speaker. Let the words of the word and the scripture permeate our lives, Lord God in a way that will take us deeper and wider with Jesus than we've ever been before. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it, Lord God. Just give God praise this morning. I worship you, Lord God. I worship you, Lord God. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Look at somebody and wave at them. Even if you can't see their smile, I know you're smiling. You could be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I have you know, a little bit of time and a lot to say, so it's a good thing I am going to be here forever, so <laughs> I can just finish up the next week and the next week. I'm Pastor Jennifer Pasquale, and this is my church. Amen. It's God's church, and we're all God's children, amen, but I belong here, and you belong here. If you're here today, God brought you here today for such a time as this. I believe that with all of my heart. My daughter, Erica, is with me, and she's going to give you a greeting next week. But Erica, would you stand and just wave at everybody? <laughs> As you can imagine, this is, uh, you know, it's first. We have to do some of these first things, and the Lord is going to help us. Amen? I have to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Grazie mille to every single person, but I want you to know, Jackie, will you please stand, Ben and Anuja, will you please stand, and I don't know where Salome is, Salome is back there, Salome in the red jacket, wave, can you guys give them a thanksgiving, thank you so much, thank you so much, um, I want to men mention them first, because I want you to know that every day, Many times a day, even in the middle of their night, in the middle of my morning, whatever it was, I was getting scriptures, I was getting encouragement, I was getting updates on how the church was on Sunday afternoons, I was able to watch online. We have some amazing leaders in our church, and I cannot thank you enough for all that you have done. I don't have words. And... If you have served in any capacity this summer, I want you to stand all over this place, all of you, all of you. Come on, all the worship team and servers in the back and the prayer team and the children's ministry is already going. Um, I mean, all of you. I want you to give yourselves a hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because we do our service for the Lord, amen? Not for a person. Amen. If you have been faithful this summer and you've been able to be here, I want everybody to stand with just one more time because we are in this together. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, it is a great privilege. I'm going to try to stick to my notes a little bit so that I can keep on time. 
And um, I got people who are going to help me remember when <laughs> I'm going to be excited to share with you. But I want you to know that we're just so, so very thankful. You are all stars. I love you. I want you to know that Pastor Rick loved you. I want you to know that I'm very aware that we have some transitions in this journey. Pastor Rick and I pastored this church together, my husband of 43 years, and we loved it. He would say often, I love our life. I love our church. And the Lord chose to call him home much sooner than any of us were expecting or thinking or would desire. But I want you to know that as we transition, um, the Lord is going to be with us. Amen. And I've got some things to share with you about that. I, my family, my daughters kept me shielded and protected and encouraged and comforted. But I took the last week by myself in our home. Uh, you, you know, some of you know that his mother passed away on May 19th. And I'm very thankful for her generosity in my, our lives. And you know, every year at the end of August, we would always take a sabbatical of a prayer retreat. And I took that at the end of August just as we had planned. And I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me. I know he has given me words for today, for tomorrow, for next week, next month, next year. And I've got some surprises in store and I'm excited. But I want you to know that I understand this transition. And I'm going to share my heart with you and we're going to pray together and we are going to partake of communion together because our theme, Ready 21, we do a theme every year for our newcomers. And our theme for the year is Ready 21, that I'm ready, God, so ready, ready from head to toe, ready to raise a God song. And then every month we do a Ready something. This month, Pastor Rick and I planned with the prayers of the Lord in August of 2020 that this month would be ready to surrender. And I'm asking you that question this morning. Are you truly ready to surrender to his will, not yours? And I have been asked that question many times in my own spirit. Romans 1.15 says, This is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. And I stood on that verse because I knew that the Lord was saying to me, Rome is home and you're going to go back to Rome. And so I want us to look at the verse for the month, James 4.10. It says, humble yourself in the sight of God, and he will lift you up. What does humble mean? It means to yield, to surrender, to submit to the Lord. And so I have said, Lord, my children have said, Lord, my grandchildren have said, Lord, we yield to you, we submit to you, we surrender to you, we will keep trusting you. So I'm going to give you a few details because this is my first time to greet you. Um, many of you may have heard, you may have heard something else, I don't know, but I want you to hear it from me this morning. We're going to keep Jesus lifted up, amen? In August of 2014, Pastor Rick and I arrived to pastor this great international church. When... We went home in May for his mother's passing. She passed away from pancreatic cancer. Um, we had no idea that we wouldn't be back in June. And um, on sometime after his mother's funeral, on May 26th, 
several days, even a couple weeks after, he began to just have some weariness and some issues. And we thought it was grieving. We weren't sure what was happening. We went to a doctor, we went to a hospital, and they said, you know, he needed some things checked in his ear. And so Pastor Rick said, I want the best. Tell me where the best ear, nose, and throat doctor is. That's where I'm going to go. And out of all the places in America, even the world, he said, this very trusted doctor friend of ours said, that doctor you need to see is in Springfield, Missouri. That's where my daughter Erica lives. We immediately said, well, that's great. We'll stay with our daughter and we'll be there. And so we went there. But then we could see that things, you know, he needed to go to the hospital. And it was very brief. It was very sudden. And it was very rare. According to the doctors, it was one in one million things that happen in a person's body that will not be stopped by medicine. But I want you to know something. Many of you know my story that my mother was killed by a drunk driver when I was 15 and she was 39. And even at that point in time, I knew that the Lord was saying, it wasn't the drunk driver. The enemy's not going to get credit. Your mother lived for God, walked with God, and God said, it's time to come home. So in this same way, I believe that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And no matter how the vehicle is that God gets us to heaven, there is an appointed time for each of us. And it was pastor's appointed time. We were very blessed um, that in those days prior, he was able to give a blessing to everyone in our family. He was able to pray over us. He was able to, to call out greatness in his children. And we have three daughters and in our son-in-laws and in our grandchildren. And I asked him, what will I do? What should I do? And he said, you will carry on the legacy in Rome. That's what he said. And so my children heard it. Our leaders heard it, and, um, and so I want you to know that I'm here with Pastor Rick's blessing. I thought about a lot of ways to share that with you. Um, you know, I could have had his shoes and my shoes. You can see my shoes are fun, and <laughs> his shoes are solid. But you can have solid faith in fun shoes. Amen? Amen. I'm not Pastor Rick. I'm Pastor Jen. And the Lord knows who I am. And the Lord called me. And the Lord called me long time ago. So on June 27th, Pastor Rick met his eternal reward. And as many of you know, in March and April, we preached ready for the trumpet and ready for the call. And Pastor Rick was passionate about making sure that you and I and he are ready when the Lord calls our name. And so I say, Lord, we're ready to surrender. We don't, these aren't just words. We have to trust you even when we don't understand you. That's what surrender is all about. Because earth is our mission and heaven is our prize. And we can never lose sight. Earth is not the prize place. Heaven is the prize place. Amen? And so if earth is my mission, then whatever you're doing... Our kids are going back to school now. That is your mission field, to be a light, to be a witness for Jesus. You're in the university. You're in a new job. That is your mission field. You've got new neighbors. You've got old neighbors who are watching your countenance, what's happening in your life. Remember that heaven is the prize, the ultimate thing that we work for with the Lord. Amen?
And if we know that, it keeps our perspective. So heaven is a wonderful place. And heaven is the place I want to go. When Pastor Rick and I used to travel and, believe it or not, sing together, um, I would sing this song, This world is not my home. I'm only passing through. My treasures are laid up. Amen? So we surrender to the Lord. Well, Pastor Rick had put a lot of things in motion like he does, dream and vision and plan and organize. And like we do every two years, we had planned to go to our general council of the Assemblies of God. That's who I am ordained with. That's who Pastor Rick is ordained with. And so he had already arranged everything. And our grandson, Rocco, that is, was also born on his birthday, was looking forward to being there. So um, my daughter, Jacqueline, and Rocco went with me to the general council. I knew it would be hard. There's thousands, tens of thousands of people there, ministers and missionaries and churches that support this church. I can tell you I couldn't walk one or two minutes down the corridors of the convention hall without pastors coming up to me. And I am also so very grateful and so very thankful that this month of August, when those missionary supports have come in, like always, August when it might be summer, whatever, we've more than surpassed what God was always doing all these years prior. That is something to give God glory for. Because that's the churches and the pastors saying, I believe in the work of ICF Rome. I believe in what God has called Pastor Jen to do at this moment. Because earth is our mission and heaven is our prize. So I have a few things this morning that I wanted to share with you. That I wanted, um, I'll be here. And this week, uh, my leadership has also encouraged me to ease into things, go slow. So yesterday, we came to the church for the first time. I also have to tell you, tomorrow, Pastor Wayne and Julie Clifton are arriving. <laughs> and they will be with us for three months. They're going to be staying with me during that time, and I'm so happy about that. And that was already in motion. That was already planned. And didn't God know the support that would be felt in this house. Um, you're going to love Pastor Wayne if you never met him. The men know him, and he's fun. He's from Louisiana, so you never know what he's going to say, but he's full of the joy of the Lord, and he wants you to know Jesus, believe me, as Julie does as well. So in those services at General Council, the Lord spoke to me. It was so powerful as I felt the love and the encouragement from pastor after pastor, state leader after state leader, national leaders. I want you to know that my national leaders, Pastor Doug Clay, Pastor Greg Mundus, Pastor Ron Heitman, Pastor Randy Don Giovanni, Pastor Gil Rodriguez, Pastor Joe Sabo, these are the leaders of my ministry from Europe and from America and, and around the world. They were in that hospital with Pastor Rick many, many days and nights. They were with us at every moment and every transition from one phase to the next. And I can't thank them enough. So when I was sitting in those services, I said, Lord, you've got to fill me up. You've got to touch me. You've got to strengthen me. I know the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I've experienced it in my life before. I know that you're a healer. I know I've witnessed you work miracles. And so here's what the Lord said to me that makes me know that we can all surrender. And I believe this is for you as well. Number one is we don't do life alone. I'm proud of you that you have not tried to be alone this summer, that you uh, have been here if you've gone away for your fair gusto or whatever. I'm thankful. I hope you're refreshed. I hope you're ready 
Amen. Everybody say ready. 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 But we don't do life alone. And isn't that awesome that we feel the support of one another and that as you invest in friendships, as you invest in those beautiful messages day after day in video clips and hellos and greetings and the children sending me a video after service, we don't do life alone. There's life in God's house. Amen? Whatever you're here in Rome doing, God brought you here today to remind you, don't do life alone. You know, that means we have to be transparent. That means we have to open our heart a little bit. That means I have to accept the help that's offered. That means I have to ask for help when I need it. That means I have to say, you know what? Today I've had four hours that have been amazing. Now I need to take a break. And I can do that because God is faithful and we don't do life alone. And I want you to know that because the Holy Spirit will guide you in that. The second thing I want us to remember is that we have to stay surrendered to the call. Many of you responded, I'm ready for the call when we preach that month. And we have new people. We have, uh, I mean, the worship team. Can we just give the worship team a thank you? So awesome. So awesome for entering and ushering us into the, into the presence of the Lord. For those of you that maybe thought the offering was unusual, if you're new, this is the way we love to do offering, to bring our gifts to the Lord. And so I want you to stay surrendered to his call because the enemy would like nothing better than for you to say, I'm done. I'm, I finished. I'm going to go do something else. I'm sitting on the back bench. I'm, I'm tired. We, we have time to refresh. I'm not saying that. But we have to, that's how we stay alive when we stay surrendered to his call on our life. Amen? That's how we stay vibrant. That's how our heart keeps beating. I think it was yesterday when we were driving in a little narrow road or whatever, and Eric was like, Mom, where are you going? How are you going to get the car down there? I'm like, it's fine. This is what keeps my heart beating in Rome. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus, help us get through this. Um, but that we stay surrendered. I encourage you, you're in places of influence. Don't, don't pull back. Step forward with strength and courage. Because earth is our mission. Will you say it with me? And heaven is our prize. One more time. Earth is our mission. And heaven is our prize. You're going to hear that for the next couple weeks. Because I want you to keep that in your mind. You have an assignment here. Whoever you are, whatever you do. When you go to work tomorrow, that's your mission. To be a light. To be hope. To be diligent. To be integral. To be uh, faith-filled. To be full of optimism for there's a solution to every problem. Amen? And God will help you. You may not know the solution immediately, right? Sometimes we have problems that we have to work through and navigate. We have to be able to put that back in God's hands. Amen? Number three is that he's already gone ahead of us to prepare the way. You remember one time I preached and I said that God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. Nothing is more powerful than him. He's omniscient, he's all-knowing, so there is no unknown circumstance that God can't already figure out. In fact, he's already gone into the future to prepare the way. How much courage do I have today to know that God was already in this house way before I got back? He was already here waiting for me. He's with me also, but he has already gone ahead of you. And so in Psalms 139, they're just going to put up one portion of it, but I want you to... Um, 
Listen to this verse. It says, you are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book, and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I take before my journey begins, even the new journeys, even the journey that you feel like you've been on for two or three or four or five or seven or 30 years. He knows every step before we take it. And then it says this, say it with me, you've gone into my future, come on, you've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of the past. And it goes on to say, you've laid your hand on me, this is too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings the wonder and joy of strength. Can you imagine that God knows exactly who you are? Solomon, can I say that Solomon on the keyboard got his driver's license this summer. <laughs> That's a big deal in Italy. Can you imagine that God knew the wonder and understanding of who you are and what you would need to pass that test? Many of you have graduated and we are going to celebrate finally together I want you to be excited that God has gone before you. He understands you, and he has prepared the way. The fourth thing is I want you to say, yes, Lord. Can you say that? Yes. Really? Yes. You know, sometimes I've asked you before, but I want you, this, is, this picture is a picture to me of surrender. It's God saying, child, put your hand in mine. Would you lift your hands like this right now? Would you just say, yes, Lord? Yes, Lord, I want you to, it, we don't know what that means. Lord, I don't know what the question is. I don't know what the assignment is, but I know you. I say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I, I will honor you. I will surrender to you, God. You are faithful. And five is that the Assemblies of God World Missions leadership is for us. I sat in a conference room with my leaders and directors and shared my vision of what God called us to do and what God called me to do. And as I did, I was sharing and remembering that when I was 14 years old, God called me to the mission field. And when I was 14 years old, God spoke to me about Africa. God spoke to me about the nations. God spoke to me about multicultural language at 14. And here I am today, continuing that call that I felt at 14, and my pastor director, Pastor Paul Trementosi, said, Pastor Jen, you didn't know Rick Pasquale when you were 14. I said, no, I didn't. He said, so this was your call. It was also his call, and it was your call together, and we served in ministry for 43 years, almost, but this was your call. And he said, this is Jennifer part two. I said, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I don't take it lightly. Um, I'm humbled. I know I can't do it by myself. Also, Pastor Rick didn't do it by himself. Amen. I recognize, again, that there will be some journey through this 
grieving process. I want you to give each other permission to grieve. I want you to give each other permission to, you know, we've experienced that moment when um, some of you may follow me on Facebook. It seems like you're strong and you're good and I just got to go to the grocery store. I got to get some food. And I'm in the grocery store aisle and there's sweet pickles and sour pickles. And I like sour pickles. They're called dill pickles in America. And I start to pick up the dill pickles and I look at the sweet pickles and I say, oh, Pastor Rick loves sweet pickles. My husband, Rick loves sweet pickles. And then I start crying like a baby in aisle 13 of the grocery store at the pickles. And I'm saying to myself, pull it together. I put my sunglasses on. I'm wiping my tears. I get sweet pickles and I get dill pickles. And I say to the Lord, he got the sweet end of this deal because he's in heaven worshiping around the throne. But I also have the sweet end of knowing that I am in the Lord's hands that he has walked with me and carried me and walked with my children, and I am so thankful for that. I am going to be working with our executive leadership team here and some of my pastor counselor resources to provide anyone who needs it the opportunity to talk about grief, sadness, confusion, but why God, all of those things, because the Holy Spirit is truly the comforter. And the Holy Spirit will comfort you. I will be here. You can make appointments with me. But I, on this particular aspect of comforting the grieving, I feel that the Lord is saying to me, for a season, there will be other professional minister, spiritual counselors that we will provide so that I also can receive all the strength and healing that I need at this moment. And, um, you know, Pastor Rick would often say, he's not a counselor that I was, and so if you got an issue, take it to Pastor Jen. And I am, and I love it, but I also am hearing the Lord saying, I'm giving you a new assignment, and so you're going to also pass on assignments to other people and delegate, and the Lord will show them, I want you to know, I want you to experience it for yourself, that the Holy Spirit is your comforter. I don't want you to look to me. I don't want you to look to a man. I don't want you to look to a church or a team leader. I want you to look to the Holy Spirit. But it doesn't mean you do life alone, that you're weak if you need to talk to somebody. We need to talk to people when we're struggling. Because as we do, the Lord gives us insight and wisdom and discernment. And it's very important. You think about Jesus, the Son of God. He could have done his whole life alone, right? But he didn't. He drew people around him. He had Luke, who was a physician. He had people that had different job assignments that were part of his team because he was showing us, you don't do life alone. And then he said, I'm going away, didn't he? And he said, but I'm sending the Holy Spirit. The world won't be able to receive the Holy Spirit because they don't know him, but you know him. And he will be your comforter and he will be your spirit of truth. And when the enemy tries to come in with lies and distortion and discouragement and defeat, um, the Holy Spirit raises up the standard of truth and says, be bold, be brave, be strong. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and might. Amen? And so we praise God that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Mary Kieri is back there somewhere. She is my joyful ambassador. (laughs) She is also one of our main executive leaders. 
on that team, and Mary has sent me. I mean, if you need something in your life, just ask Mary sends you a gift or a picture. It always is perfectly apropos to what's going on. But you know why that's important? Because the enemy knows if he can steal our joy, he reduces our strength. This is not me talking. This is scripture. The joy of the Lord is my strength, the Bible says. So I'm commanded by God to walk in his joy, not mine. To operate, it says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Amen? So these are instructions from the Lord. So, again, it doesn't mean that we don't have moments where we cry over dill pickles or we cry over that office being modified, however God shows us to do it. I had to get new cards for the convention so that they would know my account number for their support ongoing. And I had to put one name on the card. And one picture, one person on the picture. It felt strange to me because I've been a couple <laughs> for 43 years. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You cannot let the enemy steal your joy. You cannot let the battle steal your praise. When I worship, when I dance, when I celebrate, it's spiritual warfare. I'm not doing it because I necessarily feel happy and, oh, this is so uh, amazing. I can do this with no problem. I'm saying the joy of the Lord is my strength. And no weapon formed against me in my soul will prosper. Amen. So I want you to be encouraged, encouraged. Um, we're going to take communion this morning because earth is our mission and heaven is our prize. And you can't know heaven if you don't know Jesus. Amen? I want to give you this verse, Haggai 2.9, from the King James Version. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former, saith the Lord. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. So humbling to me to think of the glory that has been in this house for seven years, of the journey that God has brought us through. I could see Pastor Rick singing to A-O-A-O-A-O-A and dancing. I could see him dancing up here. I can feel us dancing when we celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary with you and when, I, when you celebrated my 60th birthday with me last December. And the Lord promises that the glory of the next chapter will be greater than what was before. That's not my glory. <laughs> That's God's promise. Amen. So we humble ourselves in the sight of God. And we know that he will lift us up, not lift us up for man's glory, but lift us up for God's glory. We're ready. We're ready to surrender. As we prepare to go to communion, I want you to know a couple things about communion. I made some notes from our dear uh, general superintendent before our dear friend, Pastor Doug Clay, was Dr. George Wood. And he shared some notes with us at a communion service this summer in, in August in Florida. And they spoke to me. And I said, when I do communion in ICF Rome, I want to share some of these thoughts with you. When we gather around the table of communion, 
What are you thinking? In this house, we're Assemblies of God, but we believe in an open communion. You don't have to be a member of this church to receive your communion. You should have been served, I believe. Has everyone been served? You have your cups. I want to explain to you that you lift the top little clear layer off to get the wafer, and then you'll lift the second layer for the juice, and we will partake together in just a moment. But when the Bible talked about Jesus at the Last Supper with the disciples and that last communion that he did, he said, do this in remembrance of me. So as we share in the taking of the bread and the fruit of the vine, what does this moment at the table mean for us today? The first thing is that there is an intense desire of the Lord to be here. He wanted to be with those that he shared that Last Supper with. He wants to be with you. He knows what you're going through. I want to remind you that I am here to be your pastor. And yes, I will have my moments, but when I am here and I'm in this house and you make an appointment with me, whatever it is, if you need something, you have to let me know you don't do life alone. The Lord is here, and I'm honored to serve you. I'm honored to serve with you. We will trust the Lord together for your victories, for your challenges, for your opportunities. God has set us up for the next glory chapter. Jesus is here, and he said that where two or three of you gather in my name, I will be here. As we take this communion this morning, I want you to know that there's at least me and Jesus and many that I know that are here, that together we're lifting you up. If you're sick in body, if you're weary, if there's something going on unknown in your life, God wants to help you with that. If you feel like you've fallen away from God or you've got sin in your life that you need to ask Jesus to forgive you of, where two or three are in his name, he's in the midst of us and he hears our prayers. The second thing that happens is the Lord corrects our relationship to others at the table. The Lord has so much to say to us, but he can't always speak to us if we have hardened hearts, if we've put up walls and barriers. And so when you take communion this morning, I want you to surrender the wall. I want you to let the wall down for the Holy Spirit. You know, we put walls up because we don't want to have pain, because we're afraid of hurt, because we're afraid of rejection, because we're afraid of not getting what we wanted. But you know what? I don't want what I want. I want what God wants. So I got to put those walls back down and say, Holy Spirit, come in, saturate me. Let me know what you're saying. He asks us to remember, and he says to keep alive our first love. And we're told to remember with the bread and the cup. And this morning, I want you to understand something. That the bread, this is a symbol of the bread, is an expression and an example of suffering. Think about this. Grain is buried in the dark earth, exposed to many dangers before it comes to full growth. And then it's cut down when it's ripe, threshed with heavy blows, ground in the mill, flour kneaded by the dough, pressed into the shape of loaves and put into a hot oven, and then broken and prepared for a meal when we remember the bread it's a symbol of God's body Jesus's body that was broken that was threshed that was kneaded that was put into a hot 
fiery furnace of hell where he took the keys to death, hell, and the grave so that we could be forgiven. He took the stripes on his back so that we could be healed. We'll talk about healing more, but I want you to know Jesus is a healer. God is a healer. Amen? He is Jehovah Rapha, and he heals in many different ways. The blood was drained from the flesh of Jesus. But he said, take this cup in remembrance of me, that he bore the sins of our, our lives. Remember, he already went into the future. Can you imagine? He went into the future and he's like, oh man, I see Jennifer Pasquale in 2021. I got to really take some things for her. But he did it. He did it. He did it for you. He did it for me. He explains about his physical absence. He says in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. It goes on to say that if anyone has ought against someone or there's something in your heart, you should examine your heart even now. Don't take this communion unworthily. You don't have to be perfect, but you are forgiven. But you have to ask. You have to say, Lord, forgive me. If there's any impurity in my mind, in my heart, in my life, in my actions, purify me, cleanse me, let me be pure before you. He was physically absent, but he was preparing a place. He was pouring out his spirit. He's unwilling for any of us to be lost. And on the eve of Calvary, he manifests his complete confidence in each of us. So this morning, will you lift the bread with me? Father, we recognize your suffering. We thank you, Lord God, for your body that was broken and bruised so that our bodies could be healed and whole. And as we partake this bread together, whatever sickness or weariness or anything in our bodies that is hindering our walk with you, heal it. Heal our minds, heal our hearts, heal our bodies, heal our relationships. Let healing flow online and in this house. Let healing flow in Jesus' name. Can we partake together? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he took the cup. And when he had finished, he said, drink and remember me. Are you ready to surrender this morning? Are you ready to surrender? Hallelujah. Father, we take this cup. We remember what you've done for us. God, if there's anyone in this house who has sinned, who has separation from you today, I ask that they would pray the prayer of forgiveness, ask of repentance and receiving forgiveness. Can we just say this together? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you right now, come into my heart into my life from this day forward for the rest of my life I will live for you I will serve you and I will keep you Lord of all in Jesus name amen let's take the cup together will you stand thank you for joining us online I am praying with you that God would do the miracles in your life Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the message today. And I want you to be encouraged that if you have decided to invite Jesus into your life, it's going to be the best prayer 
you've ever prayed. And I want to pray it with you. So you, will you repeat after me? Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. And from this day forward, Jesus, I ask you to be the leader of my life. And I will give you all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for praying for that. And if you have invited Jesus in, you'll see the information below. I want to hear from you so that I can be praying with you on this new journey that God is putting you on. I also want to say maybe the message touched you today, wherever you're listening around the world, and you're saying, Pastor Jen, I need prayer for my miracle. I need prayer for God to intervene. I want to pray that prayer for you, and I want to believe that God has never run out of miracles, and today he has a miracle in motion for you. So, Father, I pray right now for my friends that are listening to the message and asking you for a miracle in their life. God, would you intervene? Would you show them the miracle in the making, the evidence of what they have been asking for as they follow you, as they serve you, as they trust you? And today, I pray that the anointing of the Holy Holy Spirit, the favor of God would flow and open those doors that have been closed, heal those bodies that have been sick, and bring that heart to life that has been weary. I thank you, God, that you have amazing miracles ahead for every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. And so today, friends, as you join with our family here in Rome at the International Christian Fellowship of Rome, we are truly touching one, touching Italy, and reaching nations. Give us a note. Send us an email. We're on this journey together, and God has great plans ahead.